Zig Ziglar, the motivational speaker, says, you don't build a business, you build people, and the people build the business. Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's safety chat. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here at the Ohio Safety Congress in Columbus today. We're interviewing presenters. So we have a presenter with us who's actually presenting on employee engagement best practices. So welcome, Stephen. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you having me on your show. So go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do and what you're presenting on here at Ohio Safety Congress. Well, I'm a lawyer by profession, and I actually used to practice workers' comp law, so I know about the BWC and its practices. And Carolina Thatcher, who's the diversity leader for the agency, asked me to speak on employee engagement during the Safety Congress. So I put an outline together, and, and she said, that sounds great. I think they'll enjoy that. But I'm going to talk about employee engagement through inclusion and employee engagement through involvement of the employee, and finally, employee engagement through investment in the employee. Okay, so what does that first part look like? Mike, I think that's one of the most important ones I had at first for that reason. If you don't include somebody in decision-making, problem-solving, and innovation, safety suggestions or whatever, they'll leave and go to an employer that does solicit their input and their insight and and, and what they bring to the table. So that's what inclusion is all about, valuing what somebody brings to the table and using it to your competitive advantage to make a better product or deliver better services or better outcomes for your customers. Sure. I remember being a part of what they call an appreciative inquiry summit. Have you ever heard of one of those? I think Case Western Reserve popularized those a little bit and they got us all together in a big in-service and, you know, we broke up into groups and it was like a real empowering moment. And then as time it went on, it got a little hairy, broke up in these subcommittees about particular topics. Hey, we're looking for volunteers. And so it kind of just went away one time. You know, it kind of just went away and everyone's like, whatever happened to the appreciative inquiry that we did? Do you have any advice for an employer that says, hey, we kind of tried that route and ended up in disaster? What are some inclusion techniques that really bring people together? Do you have any pointers you could point them in and say, hey, you know, don't give up. Here's a couple things you may want to try. Sure, Mike. And one of the subtopics is that engagement through involvement. And so a tool that a lot of employers use is what they call employee resource groups or associate resource groups or business resource groups. And what that is, is a group of employees who have a similar affinity, whether they're veterans, young professionals, women, etc. The resource part of that is they have them solve business problems or they get their input, they solicit their input. And so the, the format is good. But it has to be in sort of a supervised and controlled and supported environment that's focused on providing a value-add resource for the organization, not just a B session for for like a Right. Yes, yes. So, we all know so, what that B stands for too, right? right? And that's where it gets out of hand. <laughs> sure. And, and those employee resource groups shouldn't also be a social club, like just get together and kind of exchange pleasantries. I mean, that's part of it, but you got to engage folks in making the organization better. And they feel like they're contributing, their voice is being heard. You know, that's called floor voice. And that's the most empowering thing that you can give an employee so they feel belong. Right. I remember looking up some retention information and getting deeper into safety. You know, running a safety council, I started studying some different things on leadership styles, leadership, membership exchange, and different aspects of leadership and how the frontline supervisors, 
you know, the, the relationship they have with the workers and how that affects safety. It's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, it should be obvious to us, but there's a huge social aspect to safety, to retention, to attendance and tardiness, to production numbers, to time off work, people taking sick time and unengaged, unsatisfied workplaces. Such an aspect is sometimes we're almost too technical of a society. We're too mechanical to think, you know, two plus two equals four, but you forget about those emotions. There's this social aspect, not only give you good information, but really just take time to establish the relationship to see productivity increase, punctuality increase, and safety increase. You're absolutely right. An engaged employee is a happy employee, a passionate employee. They demonstrate vigor. They understand their purpose for the work. They just don't show up and go through the motions. And that's where sort of those safety accidents or incidents occur when people are just kind of daydreaming, just kind of going through the motions, clock watching, waiting until four right, or five yeah. o'clock. And they're not really focused on the quality cost and delivery or whatever the criteria for measurement of success is of their work. They're just going through the motions, almost sleepwalking, and that's an accident waiting to happen versus having that happy, engaged, passionate, vigorous employee that feels like they belong. They'll kill a rock, so to speak, for the employer. And it all gets to the leadership style. You talked about the frontline supervisors and the the responsibility they have. We call it in the diversity profession, inclusive leadership. And part of that is a leader that is humble and supportive, a leader that doesn't tell you what to do, because I could call anybody off the street walking down High Street and tell them what to do. Right. I want them to give me some recommendations on how they can best do their job. And I'll be supportive of that within the frameworks of the rules and guidelines of the organization. So it it takes good, engaged, inclusive leadership, and it takes an employee that is happy, vigorous, passionate, and, and safe. You no, know, I went to school for marketing and I remember we did a case study years ago about Starbucks and I actually heard one time that it actually wasn't Starbucks's quality, which a lot of people would liken Starbucks to consistency and quality in their coffee drinks and different things. But really they found out that the customers of Starbucks came in, they actually likened it to a positive experience, a joyful experience. So what actually brought them back wasn't even the product as much as it was the experience of going to a Starbucks, smelling the coffee, going through the line, exploring the drinks. And it was a whole culture behind it. So what you're talking about is really taking that principle they use in marketing quite a bit to engage safety and saying, hey, it's not just about the rules. It's really about how we approach it, how we get the feedback. You know, even if we don't get their advice, someone else feel a part of the team. They have their voice heard. Sometimes it's about being heard, right? They, right? they feel like, hey, you're actually asking me how to do the job. You're not just telling me and you're actually getting my input. And we find good information from that. You're absolutely right, Mike. And I use this analogy all the time. Employees are like muscles and you understand the term of atrophy. You know, right. if, if a muscle suffers from atrophy, it dies. That's from non-use, right? That's a good example. And so the employee who is not used will die off or they will leave. And they're of no good to the organization at that point. So I just think of it in biological terms. We don't want employee atrophy. We want healthy, strong employees who welcome us to engage them in the decision-making, problem-solving. And you also have to help them understand why you're doing what you're doing as an organization They don't have to agree with it, Mike, but it's good that they understand why decisions are made. Again, they don't have to agree, but at least they understand and they are on the same page and you can hold them accountable for 
understanding but not complying. You know, I worked for, when I was a young man, probably 18, 19 years old, I worked for a company, a plastics company, and they started bringing changes. And the stress of the changes is pretty hard to deal with. You know, your job's changing, the floor plan's changing, changing facilities. And at the end of the day, as I kind of moved on and got a little more education, I realized the stress that we went through over that year, year and a half change process could have been alleviated if they just came out, hey, instead of just this is what we're doing, this is the reason why we're doing it. We're running out of space. We're going to increase this line here. And then everybody, not everybody, would have been on board. But most people would have said, hey, I totally get why we're doing that. That'll solve some problems that I'm facing to do my job. And that had much more employee support about that. So that's definitely, I agree with what you're saying there. So you had three main points. The first one's inclusion. Second one's involvement. What's the third one? It's engagement through investment. And, you know, I like to to use this phrase, uh, people don't care how much you know. They want to know how much you care, right? And when you invest in employee, that shows them that you care. Whether it's an extended onboarding when they're hired on, 18 months to 36 months, learning about the organization and learning about each other. The employee learns about what they like about the organization and vice versa. Or investing in seminars like the Safety Congress to give that employee better tools to work with and deliver their work product or licensings and certifications and tuition reimbursements towards a degree that's going to help that organization go to the next level. Organizations need to invest in that because their employees are their biggest asset. And Zig Ziglar, the motivational speaker, says, you don't build a business, you build people and the people build the business. That's perfect. And so that's all about investing in the employee and let that highly valued employee make your business better. But if you don't invest in them, you know, it's like anything. They're going to go where they're liked and wanted. Right. In Portage County, I hear a lot of employers, especially manufacturers, they'll talk about the soft skills. We don't have people coming up out of schools when these kids come out of college. Just the local employees or our current employees don't have the soft skills. They won't show up. You know, these different things. And I remember going through leadership classes in my 30s and thinking, wow, everyone that I know needs to go through this, whether they're a leader or not. And I realized, even though I wasn't in a leadership role at that point, was this is making me a better follower. I'm learning how to lead. Now I know what a leader thinks like, why they do certain things, what they're trying to do. So it actually made me a better follower. So when I came under a strong authoritative type leadership or even an empowering one, I could say, I see what they're saying. I see why they're doing this, even though they may not be communicating it right way. So that, that investment goes so much further than just lock out, tag out, than just, right. right? The job at hand that you have to do, just invest in employees, invest in the whole life. There's a couple companies that I know that started saying, hey, let's bring in some financial gurus in here. If you need financial advice, they're here for you. If you need this resource, if you know someone that's maybe have addiction issue or alcohol issue, we can go through here to this EAP program. And what it does is just kind of gravitates us and brings us to say, this is a place I never want to leave. Yeah. And that gets back to my comment about if you treat the employee right, they'll kill a rock for you. And that's that altruistic leader who cares and invests in their employee. But one other point is this whole investment idea, you have to really understand as a leader, you have limitations. And so you have to depend on your staff to compensate for where you are deficient. And so let those employees run with that talent that you're weak in and sit back and let them do their thing. But sometimes you need to invest in that. You said followers and leaders. A lot of people don't want to be a leader, but you can make them a better follower to your point by investing in them so that they will be 
the best sergeants and lieutenants that you can find to help the mission be successful? You know, I work for a social service agency and we see all the time where people come in and we'll help them integrate employment. Maybe they're a homeless veteran or a single mom going through one of our transitional housing programs and they'll come in through a program and they'll start working part time. That might be tough. Then maybe they haven't worked in three, four, five years. You know, then they begin to integrate it. They begin to get confident. And then what we noticed is even when we brought them in through some of our programs, once they get comfortable and they get confident, they don't want to leave. There was times where we had to almost push them out the door like, hey, you can make double the amount of money. We're paying you minimum wage. You need to get out of here for your sake. We love you. I would love having you around. But they're like, well, I don't want to leave. I love being here. And you have this like sense of family, but they get excited about coming to work because the people that they work with, you know, some of them were doing custodial work. They're not excited about cleaning bathrooms, but they come to work. They love saying hi to people, getting adult time away from kids. And then you see their personality begin to blossom, the confidence come. We almost had to push them out like, hey, I know you like it here. So when you treat people, well and you have this inclusive involved and they're invested in you take hold of that growth process they won't leave and they'll be your top performers absolutely absolutely couldn't agree more so thanks a lot steven thanks for joining us today it's been amazing and hope to hear from more from you have a great time hope your presentation goes well thanks mike can i give a little commercial my company name is franchise dni solutions and again i'm a diversity consultant but this employee engagement topic is near dear to my heart so hopefully this will be a successful congress and um, they'll learn something from my session yeah what's your website? How can someone get a hold of you? The website is www.fdandisolutions.biz. So that's the FDNI, Franchise DNI Solutions.biz. And we'll put a link in the show notes if you're listening now. So when you just click the details button underneath the podcast episode and you'll see, you can click right to his website. All right, Mike. Hey, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for coming. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.